being that this is a movie and TV show podcast, I just wanted to give a spoiler warning because we're going to be talking about... Spoiler alert! (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler! Wait, wait, can I start off at the beginning and go, wee, 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 wee? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 we'll do that. Wee, 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 (laughs) wee. Wait, I can do better. No. (laughs) (laughs) You so, put this at like the beginning of every episode. <laughs> uh, all right, here. Let's let's uh, let's make this official. Spoiler warning! Spoiler warning! Wee woo wee woo wee woo! There are spoilers ahead. This is a movie and TV show podcast, and if you don't want spoilers, well, wee woo wee woo! <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Just a Tangent Podcast. With Tyler Brewer and Greg Miller, where we talk about movies, TV, and everything in between. Hello, welcome to Just a Tangent. This is Greg Miller. And Tyler Brewer. Maddie Miller. Yeah, we got yeah. a guest We got a guest uh, on the show today, which is my sister and Tyler's other cousin, obviously, Yay. because that's how family works. And... Uh, yeah, we're the the Tres Amigos, and uh, if Sophia was here, we'd be the Four Horsemen. <laughs> Maddie just made us a real spicy dinner, so we'll see how long the podcast yeah. lasts. Tyler's gonna poop himself. <laughs> Fire bum hole. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we're gonna talk about some movies today. Um, one of the cool things about Maddie and I sharing an apartment together is that stop touching stuff, Maddie. Put it down. <laughs> You're making noise. <laughs> This isn't your first time in this room. Why are you looking at things on Greg's desk? (laughs) Greg, keep going. Yeah. Um, The cool thing about us sharing an apartment together is we could spend a lot of time uh, together. And so what we typically do is watch movies or TV in the evening. And um, it typically... Typically every evening is movies or or television shows. Yeah. But that also means that uh, one or both of us fall asleep on the couch. And then we have to split a single movie into about three parts, which is what... <clears throat> just happened with now you see me but uh, anyways maddie why don't you um share a little bit about yourself and what kind of movie you like um i'm 20 years old i live with greg full government name obviously okay my social security yeah, I was just gonna, that was the next one i was gonna say it's a social security number blood type <laughs> i don't know my blood type it's probably bad um i live with greg uh i'm into i'm in the same field as greg with photography and video productions and i tend to like more futuristic movies in like future dystopian societies that's what i enjoy yeah so kind of like the uh like the hunger games um maze runner type movies yeah they're really good and recently Probably the newest one that we watched that falls in that genre was Chaos Walking, and you, you liked that one, didn't you? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was it was a nice, fun movie to watch. Um, it's the one that's in black and white until the person quits taking their medication. The Giver. Yeah, that, that one's, one's good. That one's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, that one. Maddie has not seen the Book of Eli. Oh crap! Yeah, it's on, I. It's on Netflix. Well, we need to watch it because that's that book is. I'm sorry, that book that that movie is in like my top probably. At least 10 favorite movies. Might be in my top five. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. So this episode, we're going to talk about movies because the last two we talked about TV shows. So we're just going to go through some stuff we've been watching recently. Maddie and Greg both 
have yet to finish Now You See Me because they can't stop falling asleep during it, which I don't know if that's good or bad. But um, We just watch it at really poor moments. Yeah, like at 10.30 or 11 at night. Yeah. Um, I recently watched the remake. I think it's like 2009, maybe 2010 when they were doing a bunch of the remakes of the, the horror classics. I watched the Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, really enjoyed it, actually, especially even compared to the first one. Uh, I mean, I don't dislike the first one. I don't dislike the remake. I think it's pretty cool, like, little upgrade with some nods. And, I mean, it's pretty much a direct remake. A lot of stuff's pretty identical. Um, but there's more to it. Like, in the original, you know, people levitate and, like, kind of get cut in their dreams and they get cut for real and, and die. And in the new version, that happens. But then, like, it's turned up to 11. Like, it's w- way more detailed and more Stranger stuff happens. 11. No, <laughs> this isn't the TV episode. Um, I watched that and I watched a movie called the contractor with, uh, Chris Pine and, um, uh, I can't remember his co-star Ben. You've got it. I'm, I can't remember. Keep going. Um, but anyways, it, it was okay. It was like a military contracting thriller, I guess. Uh, wasn't bad. Kind of predictable though. Um, Maddie, what else have you watched other than now you see me? Just recently? Yeah, like, I don't know, like last month. Not not in theaters, because we're going to talk about what we all saw in theaters together. I'm watching Black Widow right now. Yeah, okay, so Maddie's watching Black Widow. How many times have you seen it? This is the second time. Okay, you sound so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, I'm going to yep. not ask Maddie any more questions, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, she, she, uh, she has some good stuff to say about yeah. uh, Top Gun and yeah, I know. Thor. But for Go me, ahead. what are you watching? Yeah, for me, I um, as far as movies go, I watched uh, The Gladiator with my youth group um, <laughs> over the mission, which is like a local mission trip we do. And um, after all the junior hires left, and it was just the senior hires for a couple of days, um, we all we all uh, watched The Gladiator once they got permission. And yeah, watched an incest heavy movie. Yeah, well, we made a bunch of jokes because um, whenever they're in the Coliseum and everyone's there, I, I joked and said, "Hey, get get your hot dogs in, yeah. five dollars for a hot dog." Yeah, and then get when they much scratch, yeah. scratch, yeah, and then when they showed like the really uncomfortable moments, I like everyone was silent, obviously, and I was just like, "Get your hot dogs in," <laughs> 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 kind of bro- broke up the awkwardness yeah. of uh, of um, Joaquin, you know, being a creep. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, my wife and I, Allison, we are watching through the Mission Impossible series. Um, so right now I think we're done with three. So we're done with like the original trilogy and now we get into like the good ones. So yeah, ex- exciting stuff. I, I have not seen, uh, I've watched like one or two Mission Impossibles. I haven't seen any of the James Bond movies and I haven't seen any of the Born Legacy or Born movies. Um, and then I have seen hardly any of the mission impossibles which yeah. are all like in the same genre yeah kind of yeah a little yeah like they try and make <clears throat> ethan hunt like the american james bond a bit um but the second trilogy and like that would be movies four five and six are um way better than the first trilogy in my opinion yeah i think he took more creative control especially over like doing his own stunts and stuff um and like each movie has like a big stunt piece in it that is Usually pretty practical and uh, really heavy on like Tom Cruise not using stunt doubles and stuff. 
Yeah, um, I've seen uh, I've seen some of the camera work and behind the scenes stuff, like when yeah. they're jumping from the parking garage into the window. Yeah, like that's crazy. There's the wire work. One, there. one of them is pretty popular because he was running from rooftop to rooftop and made a jump, and the scene is still in the film. He bro- busted his ankle pretty bad. I think he broke it and stopped production for months hmm. because of that. But um, we're gonna jump into speaking of Tom Cruise, we're gonna jump into Top Gun Maverick, which the yeah. three of us all saw together. And I think out of the three of us, I think Maddie might like it the most. Yeah, Maddie. While we're um, while we're getting started with the Top Gun, can you find that song that we were listening to earlier from the beach scene? And we'll we'll play just a couple seconds of it so you guys know which one it is. But um, yeah, I I had watched the first Top Gun movie, the, like the original one. Um, I don't know a couple prior a couple months prior to this one being released and. Uh, I liked it, but as far as '80s movies go, it wasn't like my favorite. But obviously, I'm a I'm a 2000s kid, so it's not like I was alive when it first came out. So, so it's I think it's different for me. <laughs> so um, okay, yeah, Maddie's got the song. So yeah, just play a second of it, or a couple seconds. <laughs> All right, that's good. Yeah, okay. Just so we don't get dinged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that uh, that song has been has been uh, played in our house for quite a bit. We listened to it in the car today. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I I really liked the I really liked uh, Top Gun Maverick. I felt you know it was I viewed it as being a completely different movie. Um, and at least having watched the original one, I got all the callbacks. But I, I was much more invested in this one. Yeah, they did a good job at uh, having the callbacks, even like they show actual footage from the first one, um, which is pretty good, pretty well used and doesn't really like hang up or take up too much time. Yeah, kind of like a Cobra Kai. Yeah. And I really thought that um, it wasn't a copycat or a cookie cutter movie compared to the first one. I think it, it changed things up enough to where... Um, Instead of like just being in Top Gun school, they're training for a mission that they're all graduates um, of, and they're basically just trying to solve a problem that only Maverick can really guide them to the solution of. And I really think that, in my opinion, I mean, I haven't seen a movie where, I don't know if it's because maybe the rest of the movie was kind of just okay. I mean, it was good, but the third act for me, like the last 40, 30, 30 to 45 minutes is just excellent. Yeah. Um, I think the, another movie like this more recently is the newest Spider-Man. I think the, you know, first half is good, but then like it really catapults it into like one of my favorites post all the Spider-Man getting together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the third act is really kind of what's I wouldn't say saves it. I mean, it's not like it was in, in jeopardy of being a poor movie at all. But the third act in Top Gun Maverick is just awesome. Yeah, it makes it makes it really strong, a really strong film. Um, Maddie, what did you? Yeah, let, let's like give Maddie the, the floor for a little bit because she she liked it a lot. Were you saying that for the new Top Gun? Yeah, you what do you like the third? what do you like the most? Yeah, I'm saying in the new Top Gun, from the time they take off on the aircraft carrier to go on the mission, it's awesome like from that point on it's epic i thought the entire movie was at that level like i never thought it was boring i mean the it started off and they went mach 10 
Yeah. In like the first part of the movie. And then the most boring part was probably him like getting to Top Gun again, like them transferring him to wherever he was. Tom Cruise. That was maybe the slowest part, but it was a very fast paced movie and you were never bored. At least I wasn't ever bored. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at two hours and 11 minutes and it did not feel like that. It felt like almost like an hour and a half movie. Yeah. But I don't know why that I, I agree with you that like it's fast paced and the whole thing is good. But for some reason, like from the time they take off from the aircraft carrier to go on the mission after all the drama's over is just absolutely epic. And other than that, other than the third act, the best part is um, you basically think that Maverick is, is done. He doesn't really have another option. And He's no longer teaching the class. John Hamm's character is, for whatever reason, and um, somebody's out in an F eighteen, and it's Maverick, and he does the simulation of the canyon run in the time required, actually less than the previous time required, and just completely knocks it out of the park without passing out from G forces. And um, something that I wanted to talk about this movie was how many practical effects there are. I don't know how many hours they spent filming in you know in cockpit and everything with with IMAX cameras and things like that but I know they paid the navy I think $11,000 an hour to film these sequences and I think they went up an hour at a time and um I just think it's really well done um even if it's like the back shots like you're seeing the back of the head of the pilot and out the front of the cockpit I'm pretty sure those are actual pilots flying with the actors you know, helmet design. And then when it's facing them, typically they are um, in the passenger seat with an actual pilot, you know, on the other side of the camera and they're just putting in the motions and they're reacting and actually taking those G forces. They did like a mini boot camp for all the actors to get into better shape and prep for G forces and things like that. And um, the one thing I don't know how they do is there's shots where there's a pilot and co-pilot in the same shot I don't know if they're comped in, but there's not like a three-seater F-18. So if somebody's flying, unless that's done green screened, but to my knowledge, the vast majority, there is green screen work, like the in-cockpit shot of Tom Cruise leaving the aircraft carrier, that's green screened. But a lot of the flying and them taking G-forces, there's shots of Phoenix and Bob in the same shot. So I'm wondering how they're accomplishing that if Bob's comped in there in the back from his shots um, or what? I feel like that'd be a really hard thing to comp in though. But I feel like if it's a still camera and you have an actual pilot there and that camera has the same exact angle pointing at the actress that plays Phoenix, you can comp her in and have the real Bob in the actual shot. Or or it's the other way around and the the point of view is pointing at the real Phoenix, the Phoenix in the passenger seat and they comp in Bob, which that camera is up front pointing and it. They, they basically painting out the real pilot. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could do it. Um, you would just have to be very careful with how you compose and um, do any kind of masking for like the, the sky, because that's going to be moving and changing yeah. as it's in there as well as any kind of movement of the person, because like any kind of movement that the original person does that doesn't line up with the actual actor. If you're putting the actor over top of them and then you're like trying to paint it out, like anything where they don't overlap, you'd have to paint. So I feel like they'd probably shoot it 
practically yeah. rather than doing the VFX for that. Cause I feel like that would, that'd be a lot more work than finding a way to do it practically. Yeah. And I think for me, my favorite part in the third act is like pre mission planning. They specify that the enemy has some old F 14s and I thought, Oh, that's a cool callback. You know, they're going to, the enemy has the planes from the first movie. I was thinking to myself, how cool would it be if Tom Cruise could eventually get in one of those? I was like, no, but they're, they're not going to do that. They're going to go do this mission. There might be a casualty or two, but I think it's going to be pretty straightforward, but I was incorrect. And the way they do it is it's very, I think more than anything, it's satisfying. So, but I like the way it ended Maddie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I have a I have a question for Maddie yeah. um, that I, I thought of. So, being that you like the Divergent series, um, how did you like Miles Teller's performance in Top Gun versus the character that he played in Divergent? Well, they're very two different characters. It's kind of hard to compare them. I was more but excited. Yeah, just, just like his acting. Just to see. Well, he's a very good actor. I thought he was a good actor in Divergent. Um, but a lot of people were making jokes because, um, he's like the annoying person in Divergent that always screws over his quote unquote friends and like, you just hate him and want the shit to get handed to him. But then in Top Gun, he's like everyone's favorite character. Um, but it was just cool to see him acting again. Cause I don't think I've watched anything with him in it besides Divergent. If you like him, there's a couple good movies there's a boxing movie with him in it that's good but um uh yeah i like miles teller yeah i, I think it was cool um what, did you have did you have any like favorite moments from the movie um or any like favorite moments with miles in particular i like the i like the piano scene it's yeah he's playing piano right yeah yeah that was a very like i don't know if emotional is the right word but he, they, they, he did look a lot like Goose. Like they, they picked a good actor to look like Goose. And that scene, it's like you could feel the hurt that Tom Cruise was feeling, um, with missing Goose in that yeah. scene. Yeah, I. Uh, it, that is one thing that I think um, is a really important role with with. Um, like the the casting process is having somebody who can do really good casting for lineage, um, especially whenever it's siblings. Like if there's siblings that don't look alike, it throws me off. Um, but yeah, they they did a really good job with with Miles Teller. Yeah, I think uh, my favorite Miles Teller section is whenever they're doing the real mission and they go upside down inverted to go over the the peak or the crest of that mountain to go back down in. And while filming, they did that roll. He didn't have his belts tight enough, and he actually falls, you know, falls towards the canopy and hits his head on it. And he thought that that was like an unusable shot when it happened, but they left it in there to show that like this is real. He flips over and his belts are loose, and he falls and hits his head on the canopy and then rolls back over. But I think my favorite moment altogether is after they're both shot down, they kind of meet back up. And Tom Cruise pushes them, and then they're previous, you know, prior to that moment, they're kind of, they aren't, they, they, they did. I know Rooster dislikes him and doesn't necessarily trust him the way everyone else does, just because they have history. And um, once they both get in the F 14, that 
that drama is over. And I hate when things are overly dramatic in film that shouldn't be. And I like how it's like, no, I mean, there is kind of like comedic nonsense, but the, the drama nonsense ends suddenly once they're both boots on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool because it, it really shows that, you know, they were focused on the mission and not so much, you know, the stuff going on in between them, but it was necessary for the mission for them to work that out. Yeah. And I think that that's really powerful with, with, um, storytelling. Like if you create a problem, it has to serve a purpose. You can't just have a conflict in a movie that doesn't actually drive the plot because then you're not really, you're not really doing anything with that screen time. Yeah. Maddie, what are your top five films and is Top Gun Maverick in it? I don't know what my top five films are. My favorite movie is The Lion King. <laughs> the animated one, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> Does that count? Yeah, um, that counts. It's, it's hard for me to pick like favorites because movies are so completely different from each other. I mean, you take your animated films that you really like and then you compare it to things like Inception and then you compare it to Endgame and then the newest Spider-Man movie like that's that's a whole different ballpark because it's more like fan based yeah and so it's hard to pick favorites but I now that I look at movies in like a cinematography kind of way I was really impressed with Top Gun I liked how exciting it was all the way through yeah in your top five do you think you'd put uh, any of the Evangelion movies in there? oh yeah definitely I really like those movies. Yeah, that that's one thing um, with with Maddie. She has a lot more knowledge on like anime and stuff like that than Tyler and I do. Because um, we've, I mean, we watch some stuff, but yeah. I haven't ventured too far out of whatever I watch with Maddie. Yeah, as far as anime goes, I really like uh, Ghost in the Shell yeah. and uh, Sword of the Strangers. Probably my favorite one. Oh, Sword of the Strangers, so good. It's just hard to compare uh, anime to live action film i mean even if you were to try to pick a favorite in just the realm of anime like there's just movies that are completely different from each other it's hard to yeah pick favorites greg you talked about russell crowe in gladiator i enjoyed his role in thor love and thunder which we all watched last night yeah so let's roll into that real quick um it didn't feel like a two-hour movie. It felt like it was shorter than that. And honestly... Yeah, it did. Where... You know what? This reminded me of how the Evil Dead series goes. It goes from like being purely... I mean, it's low budget, but purely horror to horror with a little comedy. And then uh, Army of Darkness is kind of comedic. Um, And then Ash versus Evil Dead is very comedic. This reminds me of that in the same sense. Like Thor is a pretty serious hero and matches up well with the MCU. And then Ragnarok is a real mix of action, seriousness, and comedy. And then this is like way heavy on the comedy side, which I actually, I didn't mind. I had a, no, I I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, me too. I I laughed out loud more at this than I have some other things lately, even like comedies. Um, there was a, there was a decent amount that made me laugh pretty good. So, uh, Maddie, what did you think? I thought, It was definitely a fun movie to watch. Um, I think that 
because of how Thor's character is now portrayed, it more makes it seem like he's not like a main Avenger. Like when the Iron Man movies would come out or the Captain America movies would come out, like they were a big character movie. Whereas like Ant-Man and Black Widow were more like the side characters. And even though Thor, at least I think used to be one of the main characters, the way that his character is now portrayed, it more gave me the vibe of like an Ant-Man movie, like something that was more of like a not serious movie. Yeah. Yeah, I find this to be even more comedic than like how Ant-Man is comedic. And yeah, I, I kind of agree with you where I, I still view him as being serious. He's still super powerful in these films, but, um, there's some stuff I know they filmed that they cut out of this. There's a lot of scenes with Gore, the God butcher that they cut out of it, um, of him killing other gods. And what's really cool in the comics, the sword in here, you know how it gives him the, the ability to enter the shadow realm Yeah. in the comics. That sword is part symbiote. And when, oh, really? when it attaches to gore, the symbiote makes his arm black because the symbiote it, it, it's on the sword and it goes over top of his wrist and it like, doesn't let him That's like, let, let go of it. And it infects him the way it's portrayed it, in the movie, but it's infecting him via symbiote the way venom infects Eddie Brock. Yeah, is, is that, is that the same weapon that in like one of the more, more recent, venom um comics where he um he essentially takes those weapons and like combines them i think it might be i'm not all up to date on that i have a decent run of the newer venom book you know the newer yeah. venom series but i am not up to date on it so i'm not sure yeah. but i also know that gore the god butcher is responsible for decapitating the head that everyone uses for the planet nowhere yeah which is really cool in guardians of the galaxy yeah I, but i, I, I wish that. they would have seen it and even if they showed just the montage of thor finding out what was going on you know what gore was doing they could have done like a montage of him killing people and shown the celestial that they use for the planet nowhere the head that's floating in space is decapitated because gore i believe in the comics decapitates that one so i thought it would be awesome to show that um, or at least talk about it since the guardians were in this movie and they use nowhere as, as a place that they go. Um, something else I thought was cool is the kid in the snippet that plays young Thor, the, the kid Thor, um, is Chris Hemsworth's actual son. Yeah. Just for that snippet where he's running in between trees. And then the, uh, girl that plays love at the end is his daughter, which really? is pretty cool. Yeah. Is that his, that's actually his yeah, daughter. That's actually his daughter. Oh, that's awesome. That's so sweet. I'll look it up just to confirm, but I'm almost positive. Yeah, well Maddie Maddie had a cool thing to say, um to say on the like the title of the movie when we were hanging out earlier. Um if you wanted to talk about that a little bit. So when you watch the trailer and it says Thor Love and Thunder and you have seen Jane Foster uh in the trailer as like another Thor, you assume that Love and Thunder refers to them like their relationship and how he is the god of thunder and it's not till the very last scene of the movie that um love and thunder are referring to thor and the little girl that he basically adopts at the end um and i thought that was really cool yeah that's awesome yeah tyler just looked it up and uh yeah. 
India Rose is the oldest of Chris and Elsa's three kids. Imagine being married to someone named Elsa. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty legendary name. Oof. Hey, Maddie. Maddie, look, look at the camera. Team picture. Ayo. Yeah, that's right. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll use that as uh, the, the thumbnail, but I'll yeah. probably forget. But yeah. <laughs> but um. Okay, so uh, Maddie, you were just talking uh, while Greg had to change, fix our battery issue that you feel like this is a standalone movie and you don't have to watch the other Thor movies or all, all of the other Marvel stuff to see this. Well, um, which I agree with you that like Korg yeah. catches you up. So for a lot of Marvel movies, um, like. They all connect, so in order to see um, Infinity War and Endgame, it was kind of like you had to have watched in in some in some way the Marvel movies that came before it to understand the characters and what was going on. Um, and my boyfriend always jokes and says, you know, I, I don't like watching Marvel movies because you have to see every single Marvel movie from the beginning of time to even remotely understand the newest mm. Marvel movie, which is kind of true. Yeah. Um, and But with the newest Thor movie, um, even though it does reference movies in the past, one of the characters, Korg, kind of like gives you a summary of um, what has already happened in Thor's life. So it, it helps that if you've watched the past movies, but he catches you up so that you're not just completely lost so you could watch it without having watched anything else in the marvel franchise yeah i'm trying to find the meme oh i think yeah i just i just found it okay so it's uh it's it's wanda and dr strange talking and uh it's from the trailer and wanda says i made mistakes and people were hurt and then dr strange says i don't have disney plus (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is so it's so true because it's like if you I mean, that was kind of integral to the story. I think, honestly, since uh, Infinity War or Endgame, the biggest bummer uh, is that they don't release the Disney Plus show- shows on disc. I want those for my collection. Yeah. I've been collecting since 2008, Disney. Yeah, thanks Thanks for giving me something that I can't put on the shelf. Yeah, thanks for forcing me to basically have a subscription, which I understand why they're doing it and, and their, mar- their marketing plan and to keep it as long as they can to make it exclusive. And that's the only place you can find it. So you have to subscribe. But at some point as a collector, um, I really want physical copies to have on my shelf with the other Marvel MCU series and have them in chronological order. Uh, and right now... Not being able to do that is just kind of a, a bummer. Uh, same with Star Wars. Um, same with Mandalorian. Yeah, I can't man. put Mandalorian on the shelf with all my Star Wars. Yeah, stuff. Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. Well, while we're while that's brought up, um, I have to ask, do you, Maddie, do you consider now to have the original Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield? Do you think that they are canon to the MCU now because of what they did in? What does canon mean? Canon means like it it belongs in the storyline and it's official. Yeah, I mean, I think you should. Maddie, what do you think? I don't really understand the question. Like, do I think that like they should be part of... So, like, here's an example. So, you know the Dark Knight movies with Christian Bale? Yeah. Okay, so the 89 Batman with Michael Keaton is not canon to Christian Bale's. It's separate. That didn't take place in like the same universe in the same storyline. 
Yeah. So, so what I was asking was like, like those movies weren't, they're not in the MCU. So like Tony Stark, like Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark would never have talked to, um, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man because they're not in the- Yeah. I mean, it's, they literally were in them and their stories that were portrayed in those movies were in an MCU movie. So like, if you're going to say they're not canon- then it doesn't really make sense to have them in the newest Spider-Man movie if you're negating their movies themselves. Well, I I ask because then now that means that technically the original Spider-Man would have been the first MCU movie. And I think it goes... like I was really hoping with Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness that we would get like Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider... Even if Nicolas Cage wasn't in it, at least his version of the Ghost Rider, even if it's, you know, them going through dimensions and he's just ha- happens to be standing there. Um, I was hoping to get like um, John Bernthal Punisher, Thomas Jane Punisher, like just really mix it up and include some of those non MCU Marvel films that yeah. aren't really like frowned upon, but they aren't MCU and people kind of forgot about them. Like even Blade with. Uh, Wesley Snipes in the 90s those are more that's a Marvel property yeah or more with the X-Men yeah um, I mean having Patrick Stewart in there helps but is that the professor yeah yeah so does that mean that all the X-Men movies are now I mean supposedly so he's in a yellow floating chair in that movie with a green suit and the striped tie that is the exact outfit he wears in the 90s animated series so that that is a version of Professor X that doesn't necessarily mean he's from any of the existing movies, but um, I know they're trying to, they kind of just put it in there. I don't know. Just because of what he's wearing doesn't necessarily mean he's the one from the animated series either. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like, um, I I love that they got John Krasinski to play uh, Mr. Fantastic because that was like a fan thing. Yeah. But now there's so many memes because it's like, well, Matt, you saw the movie, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was very disappointed by it. Yeah. yeah, but what you told me last weekend that you are liking it more as time goes on. I so what I like about um, what I like about the Marvel movies is I like seeing the superheroes actually fight and like be good at fighting, and that's why I liked Thor Ragnarok because you got to see him um, fight against Hulk and um, see his actual skills. And I really like the first Doctor Strange because you got to see him become good at fighting. And I feel like there wasn't really a whole lot of that in the second one. Like, I was very disappointed by it. I I think I like Doctor Strange more in, like, Infinity War and Endgame. I think he... as, like, a side just assist. Yeah, like, he just... His fighting is so much cooler in those movies. That's, like, the same with, like, Batman... Um, in Batman, er, I'm sorry, in all the Bruce Tim animated series, like Batman the animated series is my favorite of those. But Batman is the coolest in Justice League as like just the side guy. Um, same with Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. He Boba Fett is cooler as the side helper in Mandalorian than he is in his own show. Yeah, and I guess that <clears throat> I guess that raises the question: like, are are there characters that should only exist as side characters in different properties yeah 
but the thing is like then fans like as cool as they are will always request for them like something solo for them to do like a solo yeah. show a solo movie well i i just think it could have been done better because i mean i don't i don't read the comics um but i mean black widow was always a really cool side character and i think they did a phenomenal job with her movie and yeah. i thought they did of like hawkeye was like the pinnacle of side characters like he really really wasn't in the avengers movies very much like he was in there but it's not like he had like it's not like they couldn't have beaten whatever the opponent was without hawkeye and then he got his (laughs) (laughs) then he got his he's he's um, the glow (laughs) he got his uh show and i thought they did a good job with the show but i did not think they did a very good job with the newest doctor strange movie yeah yeah i i really like the um the hawkeye show and yeah i i agree with that i think i think when done well you can take a side character and it almost like the hawkeye show made me like his roles in the movies more because i understood his character better and i yeah i didn't necessarily feel that with doctor strange the visuals were really cool but i think if you're gonna do a multi like a movie that's called the multiverse of madness they should be prepared to have some extra budget to to throw out for cameos like even if it's just very short just seeing them um even if they don't like play a role in combat like i don't know i think they have to be prepared to to do something like that for the wow factor yeah i mean the coolest part to me of that movie was when they were actually going through the different like realities or multiverses or whatever like that was the coolest part yeah and i think something that really detrimented that movie was um the female actor who could travel through um the multiverse i didn't think she was a very good actress um so i think america chavez yeah i think that that was her character name that that you know if you're gonna spend all this money and time on a film maybe pick an actress that is you know really suited for the role man tell us how you really feel yeah (laughs) no i i i think it's i mean we have to we have to be able to look at things like that and call it out because i mean if not movies don't get better because if production companies don't listen, then people aren't going to watch their crap. Yeah. So honestly, I feel like there's a little bit of a, a dry spell here coming up because they had the boys release. They had stranger things. We had terminal list. We had top gun and we had Thor. Um, Jurassic world has been out. I didn't see that. Don't I, care to. Yeah. I didn't um, see it either, but there's like Elvis out and like, I don't know. There's just the, like the, not that the mo- minions movie. Yeah. There's like not that many other big, like blockbuster summer movies this year. And I think that this is the COVID catch up. Like you and I talked about in the last episode, Greg, um, yeah, and, Top Gun was supposed to be released. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about that a little bit in the last episode with, um, like both the boys and stranger things released like part of a season because whenever COVID happened, it stopped production, I think, or at least post-production. So then both shows actually, released like the the last quarter of their season in you know afterwards um but i think the only trailer i've seen recently um after watching top gun and thor that i'm like oh my gosh i can't wait for that to come out uh is the new avatar but 
Other, yeah. I mean, we've been waiting for that for how long? Yeah. Well, Maddie, did you did you see the um, did you see the little thing that they had for the new Hunger Games movie? I did, and when I first next when I first heard about it, I was excited like that they were gonna have um, what is that a fifth Hunger Games movie? Um, I was excited about it, but it's a prequel, so I got a lot less excited because. It's not about Katniss and Peeta. Mm. It's about President Snow and him, like as a teenager and a young adult. Yeah, isn't so, isn't that when he's in the games? I, I think I read the back of the book whenever I was at Target, and I think he I think he plays in the games. Maybe and maybe that maybe that will be interesting. But uh, I thought they were going to bring back Katniss and Peeta. Yeah, I was a, I was a lot less um, excited. When I heard that it was prequel, yeah, Maddie's just very depressing. Um, the <laughs> main thing I'm looking everyone's for... an awful actress. I'm yeah. not excited for these movies. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange. The only thing ass. that she said positively about was Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, no, I liked Thor. There's, there's shirtless boys in that movie. I love it. <laughs> I I liked in Thor at the very. I didn't get it till I got home. I'm a very I'm a very <laughs> slow person. Maddie I'm, watched the movie later in her mind. <laughs> I'm very slow, but I just picture Maddie laying in bed and like falling asleep, and then her eyes open. She goes, "Oh, <laughs> I so Korg Korg." Um, meets a man and so basically how like Korg is like a rock person and how the how they uh recreate is they hold hands with another rock man over lava for it's like days and then like a new rock baby is made and at the very end of the movie um he says he met a guy named Dwayne and he had a mustache which like is impossible because He's made out of rocks. <laughs> but then but when I got home, I was like, oh my gosh, they named him Dwayne because it's Dwayne the Rock. And then and then I paused and I was like, Johnson. And Greg was like, I did not need that last part. <laughs> I no, thought that was so It's not clever. like I wouldn't have been able to piece it together with Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> Greg's just like, who? Who are you talking about? I'm like, Johnson. <laughs> oh, okay, that guy. I get it. <laughs> but yeah, I... Yeah, it was. I I didn't piece that together until Maddie told me. So. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> the one movie I'm looking forward to still actually comes out this month on Netflix is The Gray Man. looks Looks pretty good. It's based on a gear thr- thriller novel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, we just we just watched the trailer before we started the episode, and it looks really good. I I like seeing Chris Hem. Um, not Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. What, yeah, we've talked about like three different Chris's yeah. this episode. Um, he has a very bad mustache. Yeah, it's it's not it's not great. Pedophile. Am I allowed to say that? fired. I'm a very negative person. Um, Maddie will be joining us next week on the Depression Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about why you watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> well. I, um, ever since I started taking film classes in high school, and I think Greg can say the same, um, our one class documentary film, you had to watch movies and pick out... Find um, reasons why you hated them? Well, yeah, no. (laughs) You had to, uh, pick out, uh, the different shots and the different stages of the storytelling, and so now Mm -hmm. I cannot watch a movie without 
like I can't just watch a movie for enjoyment. Like I'm constantly like, oh my gosh, that that editing was so good and um like that shot is so creative and in Thor, the newest Thor, uh, when they're in the shadow realm and what's the what's the gore. gore. They're fighting gore and it's it's black and white there because there's no color, but when um they have Mjolnir and Stormbreaker and they're like swinging around it they kind of glow and so that portion of that area that's lit up by their glow has like a faint bit of color and um the entire time i watched that all i could think was man that that must have been a pain to edit that like yeah just edit those slight bits of color yeah here and there um but it was it was done really well so do, do you do you remember um do you remember the rule that Miss Lunds taught us about um well a how long each shot typically is and b what happens whenever um somebody does something bad to yeah. a person that's innocent I always I always remember that second one um Th- these these rules will will not ruin movies but you won't be able to watch them without noticing yeah. it like all the time it's, it's hard to I used do you want to share them. Yeah, I used to um I used to watch movies and uh if like the main character that you really liked, if they were in danger, like halfway through the movie, I used to get scared and be like, Oh my gosh, like they can't die, like they can't get hurt, like they can't kill them off, like I don't want to see this person die. And now you're just like they're not gonna kill off. First of all, that's not gonna happen. They're not gonna kill off the main <clears throat> character halfway through the movie. And second of all, uh one of the rules we learned was if someone wrongs an innocent person, they will be wronged. Like, yeah, th- there will be retribution yeah. if you, and a lot of times that comes with death. Like, so it, you just it, know, it, it, like, there's marked. no, yeah. there's no shockers anymore. Like, yeah. you just, if you know how storytelling works in movies, then you can basically yeah, predict and, the entire thing. And one thing, this one, this one bugs people, especially if you're like, if you're kind of OCD or like um, hyper detail oriented. Um, a lot of times, especially in like feature length films, shots will be no longer than three seconds um, unless it's intentionally like a continuous shot. Um, and a lot of times in action movies, it's like a second and a half in TV shows um, because of their budgets. They, it's typically closer to like six or seven seconds. But just uh, the next time you watch something count and you'll be like, holy crap, like your your brain sees it, but you don't know that that's like something that they do intentionally. Yeah, I have it pulled up right now on YouTube. So once this episode's over, I'm going to make them watch the continuous shot from Evil Dead Two, which is my favorite continuous shot ever. Yeah. What's the movie that's supposed to look like one continuous shot? Uh, uh, 1970. That, yeah. Was it good? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's good. I didn't see it. I have it out there on the show. Yeah. You should watch it sometime. Not tonight though. Yeah, but. yeah. We you guys to fall asleep and turn it into a week long process. <laughs> it's like a TV show. Let's watch fifteen minutes a night. Yeah, yeah. We still have to finish. Now you see me. <clears throat> yeah, that's my goal. That's my goal for tonight. That movie came out in twenty like seventeen, and they've been watching it since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, we uh, that was one that our family just discovered. Like we just bought it at like the exchange or something and we were just like oh why don't we take this home and just watch it and then we really liked it and the second one came out in theaters like later that week and we we're like well we should just go see now you see me too because we just watched the first one <laughs> well 
Yeah. Now, now I know why this podcast is called Just a Tangent because yeah. we came on here to talk about Top Gun and Thor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we ended up talking about depression and sadness. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was telling Greg earlier that what's the actor's name in Now You See Me? That is it, Dan, Dan, Danny? What's that his name? Uh, like you, you, talk, you talking about? Oh, you talking about the guy from Hunger Games? He plays Hamish. No, the guy who was like Luther. Oh, um. I don't know what what's that guy's what's that guy's name? He he plays Lex in Yes, that's him. Yeah, well, uh, he, sure that, that's like the, the worst choice you could have ever picked for a Lex Luthor. Yeah, Jesse like, like, yeah. Ma- Maddie was, asked me what his so name bad. was, and I immediately passed that off to Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> I know awful. I know things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was not a great Lex Luthor, um, but I like him, and now you see me. Yeah. But he's also in uh, Social Network, right? Yeah, yeah, he plays uh, Mark Zuckerberg. He's just yeah. he's just such a if I met him, like if he was very actually pun- Lex Luthor and I met him, I would not be scared of him. Like the <laughs> the Lex in the animated series, like you're scared yeah, yeah. of awesome. Lex and then that actor was just not it. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like someone I would like sneeze on. <laughs> 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 you have a very sneezable face. <laughs> I, said, I said he has a very punchable face. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, Jesse Eisenberg, if you happen to listen to this, you suck. <laughs> he, he won't. Yeah, he won't. But you're gonna now. You see me, and that's all I have to and, say. And, uh, yeah, in the social. From network. what I understand, he did that Lex Luthor role, and has yet to see the film. Are you serious? Yeah, you didn't even watch it. Nope. Well, don't because you were awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just save your time. I couldn't remember his name, and I usually do, so I looked it up. Clancy Brown is an actor that's in a bunch of stuff I like, but he's yeah. the voice of Lex Luthor in the animated Bruce Tim series. And I DC. love, I love that they do an episode in the animated series where him uh, where Lex Luthor and Flash switch bodies. Yeah, because, that one's awesome. Because the guy who voices. Um, Michael uh, Rosenbaum. Yeah, Michael he, Rosenbaum. He voices Wally West, and he plays Lex Luthor in Smallville, the Smallville yeah. series. I also like uh, I like Clancy Brown as the prison guard in uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yes, yeah. Yeah, he does a really good job. But... Stand aside. This fucker's about to have an accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I uh, I think that's about it for this episode. We got to go fall asleep again watching Now You See Me. <laughs> we had to shut the AC off so it wouldn't make noise, and I am sweating. Yeah, I'm starting. I'm starting to get a little bit, little I bit of a great. glaze. Shut up, Eddie. okay. Well, you know, <laughs> the one happy thing you say is, is that uh, that you're not suffering like Tyler yeah. and I are. There's a thing called right. no. Never mind. I'm not gonna go there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, to, to end it. <laughs> <laughs> to end it uh, this has been just a tangent I am Gregory Miller Tyler Boer Maddie Miller and uh, thank you guys for listening this was a fun episode I'm sure by this point you've heard all kinds of noises from my room yeah. we did not I, give an F about anything no, we were doing I dropped something hit the floor and bounced like you, 16 you like, times you like picked up your chair <laughs> and, went, and, and then Maddie's phone kept buzzing and then she dropped the bottle cap like three times and I was just like I don't care I'm not, I'm not gonna fix it no. either I, I need to it's fidget all going in. like at the beginning like Maddie's never been in this room she's like picking up fun Co pops looking at them in great detail. Like, put it down. <laughs> I have a, an, an out of time uh, license plate on my desk. Yeah. It's just like rattling around. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. This was fun. And uh, Maddie, thank you for coming on the, on the show. Don't be.
Everyone say bye. Bye. <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I don't we're get gonna need so a bigger boat. Serious. So we're going. We don't need my dear. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Nope, was a bad choice. You're killing me, Smalls. So you're telling me there's a change. Life moves pretty fast. To be continued.